0: You go. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Daf Mem Zayin in Pesachim. Mem Zayin is, of course, Moz, which the Shulchan Aruch says is a banana, so today is banana day in Daf Yomi. And uh, Moz, Moz, it's Arabic, so Shulchan Aruch brings that. And uh, we're starting on the very bottom of Mem Vav on base, the very last line of Mem Vav. And Yehuda yesterday taught us the concept of Hoil. Hoil means since, and this is a very famous concept. We just call it Hoil. But the, uh, the, the real concept of it is because guests might come, it's fitting for him. So what we're we talking about, we're talking about cooking on Yom Tov. Now you might ask me, we can cook on Yom Tov. We already know that we can cook because nefesh, cooking food for people is mutter on Yom Tov. Yom Tov is not like Shabbat where we can't cook. We can cook on Yom Tov. So what we're talking about is cooking more, cooking extra food on Yom Tov. If you've already had your suda on Yom Tov, and it happens to be Erev Shabbos. So we allow you to cook more. This was yesterday's daf we're we're discussing. We're discussing the parameters of ho'il because we're going to continue on ho'il today. Uh, Ho'il, since guests might show up, you can have in mind, well, guests are going to show up. I need to have some food available for them. So ho'il, since guests might come, you can cook more on Yom Tov, uh, even though you're going to eat it on Shabbat. You're going to eat it that night. You're going to have nice, fresh food for Shabbat. So you can cook right now. On Yom Tov, and uh, this is brought in in halacha. We we had this whole argument yesterday. If, if cooking, if preparing, uh, erev Shabbat, preparing would be a deraita or a rabanan So if it's if it's a derabanan, you could you could rely on the erev of Tafshilin. and then if it's deraita, you you need this concept of ha'il. And uh, the Shulchan Aruch brings this uh, brings this halakha in Tav Kov Chav We're going to start off with a little halacha because ha'il is very important Halakha lemaasei. Yom Tov er of Shabbat. You have Yom Tov of Shabbat. Loy Vasho Bathila Litzok Shabbat. You shouldn't cook Lekathila for the needs of Shabbat, but kidrah by f one pot, Aval Mivoshal who come a kider Yom Tov. You can make a lot of food for Yom Tov. So you're cooking really for Yom Yomtov. Imhoti or hotel Shabbat. And if there's extra, you're cooking a lot of food, there's extra for Shabbat. Great. Ayy the air of Mivash, Bathilah Shabbat. And if you make an air of tafshilin, you can cook Lekathilah for Shabbat. And the Mishnah Bruer brings uh, in Gimel. It says the midraita amrin and We say deraisa. so we say this kind of hool. Since guests might come, hool ilu or orichim chazile. Guests might show up, it's fitting from now, le yom tov gufa, for yom tov itself. So really he has in mind, he's cooking for yom tov because guests could show up on yom tov. And the Mishnah Bruhah brings an a important concept. Ye lahaktim hachana Shabbat. You shouldn't be doing this at the last minute on yom tov. On Friday afternoon, it's, it's the second day of yom tov. You should not be cooking... Uh, right before Shkia, You shouldn't be cooking right before Hadlachas Neiros. You should finish cooking when the day, there's still a lot of the day left. Uh, he's a, and and at least should be cooked a third if it's sitting, in the, you know, sitting there getting cooked. And he says, they were, they would daven early uh, so they would have time to really be, uh, be prepared, be be done cooking. Uh, he says, even at the last minute, you could be cooking because really guests could show up at any time. Uh, and that's, uh, that's the halakha and I say, is, is you should rely on this uh, this hoil writer to be cooking because guests might come. That's what you have in mind. The Tosfot at the bottom, uh, the, he he does say you know you can't. Take ho'il to an extreme. You can't say, "Well, somebody might get sick on Shabbat, so let's allow cooking on Shabbat because someone might get sick." You can't go to the extreme. And so the post poskim say, "Really, in a place where guests really aren't going to show up, is someone's you know doesn't get visitors, there's no one there, there's a pandemic, you know, maybe you shouldn't rely on ho'il." But they say, "Really, because the Gemara allows it, you can allow it even if guests aren't going to show up." But you know, the what you're having in mind is really people might show up. You know, people might show up to schmooze, and what do you do? You invite them in. And uh, guests might come up, but what, do you, what, do you, what, is, what does a Jew do when his friend comes over? You invite him in, you give him, so give him what to eat. And this is an amazing concept that the Mesha Chochma brings. There's a Gemara in Yuma, Davchach Ches, that says Avraham kept the entire Torah. This is before Matan Torah, Rebosai. So the, before the Torah was given, Avraham kept the entire Torah. It says Toratai, it says uh, two Torahs, the Torah Shabbat the Torah Shabbat Peh. So what's the example? It says Avraham kept even Erev Tavshilin. That's the example given of the Durabonan that Avraham Avinu kept. And the Meshachokhmah brings another Chazal by Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu gets to Shechem and he sets up a, a border. He sets up a Tchum, he sets up the Tchum Shabbat. That's another derabanan that Yaakov kept. So Meshachokhmah explains what's the difference. Yaakov Avinu kept Erev Tavshilin so he could cook for the guests. So he could cook on Yom Tov for the guests. Because what does Avraham do? The meat of Avraham is Omer meat, You say a little bit, and you do a lot. The Gemara explains in Baba Metziah. He said, "Listen, I'll give you. Listen, rest here, and I'll give you a little bit of bread." What does he do? Does he bring bread? No, he brings a three-course meal, five-course meal. It's he runs and he and he brings a nice fat uh, animal. But he serves them tongue with mustard. Beautiful, beautiful. So the mitzvah of Abraham is such a chesed. He needs an air of tavshilin so he can cook for guests. Whenever guests show up, he has to have fresh hot food for them because he's trying to bring people in. He's trying to bring people in and teach them about Rabbanu Sheolam, that's the Midah of Avraham, is this chesed through food, you're gonna teach them about, about Hashem and how to bless the one who gave you the food. But Yaakov Avinu, he kept the air of Tuchumin, he set the t'chum Shabbat, the boundaries, because by Yaakov, he now has the 12 tribes, actually he, was, uh, he had 11 tribes at this time, but he was about to get to 12. He was setting boundaries. He says, I am the, the leader of the Jewish tribe now, and we have to have boundaries between the Jewish people and other people. We have to have a Tchum. we have to have a limit. The Jews can only travel this far on Shabbat. The Jews have to have set limits. So that's why the Meshachacham explains that the Chazal tell us that Avram Avinu kept the, the Erev Tavshilin and Yaakov the Erev Techumin. It's beautiful. So now we are caught up with, with Hawil, the Halacha Lemaissa of, of Erev Tavshilin, and Hawil, since guests might come, we allow cooking on Yom Tov, because you, you need food for Yom Tov. You need food. That's what Jews do. We, we give food to people. Baruch Hashem. And uh, we, should, we should never go hungry. So, we're in the very last line of Mem Vav, that's another example of Hoel. Today, we bring, we'll bring a kasha on the concept of Hoel. Lechem upon From the Lechem upon him, the bread of faces. This is the showbread put on the Shulchan. Nechal letisha le lechad asar. It can be eaten on the ninth, the tenth, or the eleventh day. Lo pacha lo yoter. Never less. And never more. So the bread, we remember, was put on the shulchan in the base of in the building of the temple. And every Shabbat, they would switch it out. They would put on new loaves every Shabbat and take off the 12 old loaves and divide them up for the Kohanim And the Kohanim would eat them on that Shabbat and the new loaves would be there and there was a miracle done with the Shulchan that they, they would stay fresh and hot and steaming and, and just like they were just made for the entire week. So they would show the people coming uh, for Yom Tov, they would show them the Shulchan and uh, they would see that it was it was hot, nice and hot and steaming because the Shem was doing a miracle that they should have fresh bread for the Kohanim. But every week it was switched, it was really weak old bread, so it was switched to every Shabbat. So Kate saw how does it work? The normal way, Letitia, it's normally eaten on the ninth day, you understand we say Letitia is the ninth day. Nechol be of Shabbat. That means it was baked on erev Shabbat on Friday, and nechol Shabbat, and it was eaten on Shabbat. So it's eight days later, but it's on the ninth day. Like we say, the bris is on the eighth day, but it's the same day of the week. The kid's born on Thursday, and b'shatov he has the bris on Thursday. So here too, it's baked on Friday, eaten on Saturday. That's on the ninth day. That's Letitia. What if chal yom tov liyod Shabbat? If yom tov is on Friday, nechol Shabbat and it's it's uh, and then it's eaten on Shabbat le'asara, on the 10th day, because we're baking it on Erev Yom Do. We're baking the bread on Thursday, and then eating it on Saturday, on the 10th day. Shnei yomim tovim shel Rosh Hashanah. If it's Rosh Hashanah, Thursday, Friday, then nechol Shabbat, and you're eating it on Shabbat, that's le'chad asara, that's on the 11th day. lo at Shabbat velo et ha'yom tov. So, because baking the lechem upon him, where he's not doche Shabbat, you can't do it Shabbat, and you can't do it on Yom Tov. Oh, so wait, what about hoel? Uh, if you're going to tell us that the needs of Shabbos can be done on Yom Tov, amai lo doche Yom Tov. Why isn't it doche Yom Tov? Why couldn't we bake the lechem upon him on Yom Tov? Ha-il. we should say hoel, we should say hoel, but guests might come. Well, this is, this is guests, so you're not going to feed lechem upon him to the guests. So it's, it's actually, it, it happened once, something like this, by uh, David Amelech in Nov. David Amelech in Nov, they had nothing else to give him. They gave him some sort of uh, menachos, or some sort of sacrificial bread, because otherwise he was going to die. So the kohanim gave him, uh, he wasn't really a guest. He was really in, in Sakona, and they thought he was doing a mission for the king, a secret mission. So they gave him in, in Nov kohanim. But that's, that's a whole other story. But usually you wouldn't give lechem upon him to guests, but they're saying, if you're telling me this concept of hawil, that the needs of, of Shabbos can be doche yom tov, you should allow baking lechem upon him even on Yom Tov, it should always be eaten on the ninth day. There shouldn't be a problem. So the, the Rashi points out something that you, you might have thought of. If the tenth day, you're telling me you're going to eat it on the tenth day, and Rosh Hashanah is, is ten days before. Well, what's ten days after Rosh Hashanah? Yom Kippur. So how are they eating on Yom Kippur? So Rashi says their calendar, he brings this, this concept that the, what happened, the Adim came after Mincha, the Adim for Rosh Chodesh, which is Rosh Hashanah came after Mincha on the very last day of Elul. So what's going on is we're not is in the calendar how it used to be. We don't do this anymore. Nowadays Rosh Hashanah is Tishrei is the first day of Tishrei and the second day of Tishrei. But back then, if the Adim who saw the moon came very late in the day, they came after the time of Mincha on the last day of Elul, then that day was still the last day of Elul. They would make Elul Meubar, so so it it would be a a 30 day month of Elul. And the last day of Rosh Hashanah, the first day of Rosh Hashanah would be the last day of Elol, would be the 30th of Elol, and then the second day of Rosh Hashanah would be the first day of Tishrei. Mm-hmm. So then the 10th day would be Erev Yom Kippur. So they'd be eating the Alech, that that Shabbat would be Erev uh, Yom Kippur, and they could actually eat the bread. Uh, we don't do this nowadays, our, our calendar is more fixed. He says, havi, This is in the Rashi, havi yom it, it really was, the 10th day was really Yom Kippur. Uh, and they ate it for their, their break the fast. They would eat the lechem upon him after. Because we understand the, the, the night follows after the day. So if something could be eaten that day, it could be eaten the following night. So maybe they saved it for the time. And he says, interestingly, that in the Rashi, he says, lechem upon him, in the time of lechem him, lo tovim shogoli. there wasn't two-day yom tov. Rosh Hashanah was the only exception. And it was only based on the fact that A.D. might come late in the day. Uh, otherwise, Rosh Hashanah would be a one-day Yom Tov for Barzai. But if ADIM might come late, to say we saw the new Chodesh, we saw the new moon, and it's Rosh Chodesh, so we have to keep two days of kedusha based on the fact that maybe the adim are going to come today or maybe they're going to come tomorrow. They came yesterday, and we have to, we have to keep it today and yesterday. Uh, so, so now the calendar is fixed. But it's not like this, but the, the Rashi is very interesting to say there, there was no two-day Yom Tov in the time of Lechem Aponim, except for this possibility of Rosh Hashanah. So they always kept Rosh Hashanah like this two days, like mar said. Okay, good. So anyway, the concept of this ho'il, we have a cash in the concept of ho'il to say you could bake, Lech, we can't bake Lechem Aponim on Yom Tov, but why not? Why wouldn't Yom Tov, why wouldn't baking on Yom Tov, uh, for the needs of Shabbat, doha Yom Tov? shvus krova hitiru, shvus lo A shvut is a dirabonan. So this is only a dirabonan. But a shulot krova we did allow, and the Rashi explains shulot krova is shel yom mm-hmm. tov asma O shel shabbat asma So we have the concept: Bemikdash, we allow Shvut, we allow them to do a dirabanan on Shabbat or yom tov for the tzurich of the avoda. But that's only for the same day; it's only for same day service. for both sides that we allow dirabannans in the mikdash. So this is for nine, this is for eight days later, for on the ninth day or on the tenth day. So we're not going to allow it for a week later. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, and in the opinion of Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, Amar uh, mi, uh, Mishum Rabbi Shimon ben Iskan, he says in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Iskan, and this is the Iskan is the deputy Kohen Gadol. So this is someone who had inside information about the temple. Docheis Yom Tov. He did say that baking lechem apanim was doche Yom Tov. It was allowed in Yom Tov. at Yom but it does not doche Yom Tzom. So if if it was Yom Kippur, you could not bake Allah padim on Yom Kippur. And uh, Rashi points out, because we know that Yom Kippur is different. Delo hutur ochel nefesh. Aval Yom Tov hutur nefesh. So Yom Kippur is a bit like Shabbat in that the, all the malacha are or even ochel nefesh. In Yom Tov we do allow ochel nefesh. Ma'ik So for Rabbi Shemegle, what can we say? He allows baking on Yom Tov as long as it wasn't um, on Yom Kippur. Bahal Paligi. Mar uh, krova So he holds that he, he, you only allowed a Shvus krova and not a Shvus That's Rabbi Shmuel says you didn't allow this. He says no, you even allowed Shvus Rahoka, That was that was Rabbi Shmuel Gamliel in the name of the Skan, that mm-hmm. uh, you would allow a shvus on Yom Tov, not on Yom Kippur, but on Yom Tov, even though you're going to eat it nine days later, uh, which is be Shvus It's over a week later. Masi, Rav, Mari. Rav Mari has another kasha on Haul. So we, we haven't disproven the concept of Lechem, The two breads. These two breads are the special carbon of mishnayim. They're not eaten less than the second day. And not more than the third day. So it's either the next day from when they're baked or two days after. So how does this work? We're going to see a similar concept to the Lechem apanim by the, the bread of Shvus. Na'avos erev Yom Tov, you would bake them erev Yom Tov, nachalus le Yom Tov, and eat them the next day on Yom Tov, on Shvus, on Etzers. Um, <coughs> Lishnayim uh, chal Yom Tov lios uh, achar Shabbat. But what if Yom Tov is on Sunday? Yom Tov is the day after Shabbat, so you're not going to bake the Shte lechem on Shabbat itself. You're going to bake it erev Shabbat. You bake it on Friday and eat it on Sunday. Nachalus le Yom mm-hmm. Tov lishlosha, that's on the third day. So from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's on the third day. You'll be eating the Shte lechem. The fisha ain't a doche lowest a the lowest a Yom Tov. Because baking lechem ponim is not doche Shabbat or Yom Tov. We're not going to do it on Yom Tov itself, and we're not doing do on Shabbat. I am red Shabbat nasin bi Tov. We're going to tell us this this whole concept. This you could you could bake on Yom Tov itself for the needs of Shabbat. Hash to the Shabbat bi Yom Tov. Sorry, the Yom Tov bi Yom Tov mi So you're going to tell me if you allow uh, baking on Yom Tov for the needs of Shabbat, baking on Yom Tov for the needs of Yom Tov itself, wouldn't you allow that? Wouldn't you let us, you know, we understand if Erev Yom Tov is Shabbat and Shavuos is on Sunday, why don't we let you bake the bread on Sunday? You're, you're baking bread, it's it's Ochel Nefesh, right? We allow Ochel Nefesh, we allow baking and cooking on Yom Tov for Yom Tov Atzmah, and even uh, with Hawil, even Yom Tov for Shabbat. So, Kosh again, you should allow bake, baking the Shetei Lechem on Yom Tov for Yom Tov. Shiny Chasov, it's different there, Damakra Lechem, the Pasuk says lachem, it's for you that you're allowed to bake for yourself. The puzzle says, So we see this lachem twice for you. Davka, and we see it by Nefesh. The Ochel Nefesh has to be Lachem. So the Gemara, has a Drosha, Lachem v'lo it's amazing. goes like for you, you can cook for your own food, your own food needs but not for Le gevoah. means the high one, means Hashem. So you could cook for yourself on Yom Tov, but not for Hashem. It sounds amazing, it sounds bizarre. So first of all, the shtey lechem was eaten by kohanim, but the main point of the shtey lechem wasn't to feed the kohanim. You're not trying to feed the kohanim and fatten them up on Yom Tov. It was really a carbun. It happens to be this carbun has to be eaten by kohanim, but the real point of the shtey lechem was the carbon for shavuos. And we say it, it's... The, the drusha is lachem, so you could cook for yourself. It's as if Hashem is saying, here, Am Yisrael, have this yom tov, and you take care of yourself. Don't worry about me. It's like as if, as if Hashem is saying, listen, I'll eat bread that's a day or two old. The carbon could be a day or two old, but for you, you should have fresh bread. You should have fresh food. Baruch Hashem, enjoy the yom tov. So it's amazing. It's, it's like a chesed. It's like a, it's like a kiss from, from Ribbono Olam to Am to, to, to Yisrael for this drasha Lachem, enjoy. You know, for you, I, I'm okay. For you, enjoy. So, in this opinion, we saw by the Lechem upon him, he says that baking on Yom Tov, uh, baking the bread or the karbanos on Yom Tov was allowed for the Yom Tov. So, what would you say? So, you wouldn't say Lechem. So, what would he do with Lechem To amar Lechem, Lechem nochrim. That you can bake and you can cook on Yom Tov for Lechem, as in for the Jewish people, but not for non Jewish people. So this is this could actually come up, Lamaisa, if you're going to have guests over who are are not Jewish and you're baking, you're cooking on Yom Tov. So really, what what can you do? You can't cook for for them because it's lachem. You can only cook for Am Yisrael. So you, you cook more. So this is the Aitz the in the Mishnah you, you cook more. You cook additional food. The, the same thing if you're you know you're cooking on Yom Tov because it's Erev Shabbat. Mm-hmm. You cook more. You cook extra. Yeah, you make extra food for, for the Jews. You make extra food for yourself. You know, you're you know, if you're going to make one, you might as well make make five, and uh, you, you know, you, Jews get hungry. Guests stop by, ha'il. So he says, uh, And the Rambam adds even, not for clothing. So you can't cook on Yom Tov for your animals also. So if you have pets, don't cook for them on Yom Tov. You cook every Yom Tov, but for yourselves, you cook. So Baruch the Yom Tov is for the Am to enjoy. Good, another cash on Shaloch le Rav Chista le Raba Biyad Rav Acha bar Huna. So he sent a he sent a kasha to him. Mi uh, ho? Do we really say ho? Hats non? There's a mishnah. Yeshchorish telem echad. Someone could plow one furrow in the ground. And he's chayev eight isurim. Uh, we're going to give him malchus eight times. He's done eight different averes. So this is the avera Olympics coming soon to a town near you. God forbid. Be, uh, what is he doing? What's he doing uh, to get eight loving? A chorish He's plowing with an ox and a donkey. That's kilaim. That's uh, you can't plow with two different species. It's a it's a tircha for the animals. They're gonna they're gonna have a hard time with it, or they're gonna see the cow chewing its cud and get envious. There's a lot of reasons brought down for this. It's a chesed to the animals. We don't mix them up. The hen and these are holy animals. So we understand the holy cow. Holy cow we get, it's a bachor. So it's kodesh merechem. A chamor, how do you get a holy chamor? is a donkey, anyone know? Beautiful, Rashi says, bedekabayis. You can be maktish your chamor to the temple, but not as a carbon. don't do that, it doesn't work. It's bedekabayis, the financial value of your chamor is kodesh lebedekabayis, so if he plows with this, it's me'ila rabot, so we discussed me'ila a little bit and Meila is using consecrated items, so how could a donkey be kodesh? It's bedek, bias, so you cannot plow with it. V'kilayim, and he's he's plowing for the needs of kilayim. So we had Kilay behema, he has the the shore the shor and the chamor together, and he's plowing for kilayim. He's plowing in his vineyard with his wheat. So he planted wheat, so he planted barley, oats in his vineyard along with his vines. That's kilayikerem. It's a mixture of normal food, you know, non-grape food with your vineyard, and that's Asar de Raisa. Kilaya Kerim, it even says, turning over. And Shviyas, it was on Shviyas, when you're not allowed to do any plowing, you're not allowed to do any um, agricultural labor uh, that will enhance the growth. You, you can do, we're gonna find out in Mot Katten, you can do certain things to, to keep your plants alive and to, for their health, but you can't do it to enhance their growth. So he's plowing to enhance the growth of his Kilaya Karim with the shore and the chamor that are and it's Yom Tov, and it's Yom Tov. So we're going to see that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And also, he's a Kohen v'Nazir. He's not only a Kohen, he's also a Nazir, and it's a base of Tuma. And there's Tuma in this field. You know, it's next to a cemetery, there's some bones there, and uh, we, we've, we've seen issues where even if there's a kever a, a lost in a field, the Kohen or the Nazir can't go in there because there's, there's bones, or there's bone fragments, and he has to be very careful not to go in there. So he's got eight different isurim, But one of these, Rabbi Usai, was an isur of Yom Tov. He's plowing on Yom Tov. on Hawil, if we say the concept of Hawil, that we allow doing malachas on Yom Tov because guests might come, he might need food. Uh, so listen to this, it's beautiful. Acharei she'lelechayev, he shouldn't be chayev on the plowing on Yom Tov. Hawil v'chazi lekisui dam tzipor. Because... He might need this dirt. He's plowing up dirt from the hard ground. He might need this dirt to cover up the blood of a bird because when you shecht a chaya or an oaf, a, a wild animal or a, a bird, you need to cover up the dam. Kisui dam b'afar. There's actually a, a bracha we make. the dam be'afar. You have to cover up the blood in dirt. So they shecht the animal and the first blood that comes out, somebody takes the, uh, takes the dirt and covers it up. Um, it, it, usually the shochet gets gets uh, kadima for this, so the shochet gets to uh, cover it up or gets to pick who does it. Um, Rabbi Goldface told me a story once in Yeshiva Lane. It was you know they're doing kaparis, they shacked shakted a chicken, and someone jumped in there and covered up the, the dom with dirt. And he said, "You me a, a sorry zuvim. You stole my mitzvah." You know the guy just jumped up and did the mitzvah without without permission. So you know, he said as a joke, "You owe me ten gold coins if you steal someone's mitzvah." That's what the Gemara says. But uh, you know, it's an important mitzvah we don't get to do very often. But if they're doing kipparis, you know, you could uh, find a way to cover up the dam. It's it's an important mitzvah. We we do cover the dam of chaya and Of, Interestingly, they don't go on the mizbeach. So a behema, a holy cow, that goes on the mizbeach. The dam goes on the mizbeach. So the dam is used for something holy. But by the birds and the wild beasts, their dam is not go, never goes on the Mizbeach, so they're never used for that. So we have an Indian to cover up their dam to it goes back in the earth. It's, it's a very Kabbalistic Indian. I'm not, I'm not a bakubal I don't know what the, the, the details, but it's, there's a lot going on there. So here, he should only be high of seven things instead of eight things because his plowing could be getting dirt to cover up the dam of the chicken he's shachting because guests might come. So he should be potter for that one. He should, he's only high of seven times, not eight. Papa Barshmu, but Avani So really, he's plowing up shards. He's plowing up like, uh, like clumps of dirt that are kind of their uh, their Is they're sort of they're they're sort of I don't know the the right word, but they're they're sort of sharp. They're kind of uh, pointed. Uh, pointed stones. We'll call them pointed clods of earth. It's actually the same word Avani Mikrozolot is in Shabbat Mem Gimel, and that was the famous sugya of toilet paper that Baruch Hashem, we have such a zuchus to have toilet paper these days, because they used to use, in evan merkuzel. they used to use a sort of pointed stone as toilet paper. And the Gemara over there in Shabbat is saying, well, they're not muksa because it's needed for Kavu because they need it to go to the bathroom, so these stones are not muksa; they can be moved on Shabbat because they, they have this, the, hu, human dignity overrides stones being, being muksa because you need them for toilet paper. So Baruch Hashem for toilet paper. It's really a, a kiss from Rebun so it's royus lakoshan. So if they're, if they're pointed clods of dirt, he could grind them down. Kadisha uh, bi mishari, could you really grind down hard dirt on Yamtov? Royus lakoshan the So deraisa, really, yeah, you could grind it down kilacharyad, not using a grinder, you know, using the back of the hand, using an abnormal method, because he needs the dirt to for his chicken, for his guests. So it's bitsunma. So it's really in, in rocky soil. Tsunma is rocky. Tsunma barzaria, can you even plant your kilayim in rocky ground? So, what's going on? mil mala, it's rocky on top, that's why he's plowing. Afritituach it's soft ground underneath. So, he's, he's trying to make his kilayim grow. This Kohen Nazir using his kilay behema, using his mukdashin, his shor uh, v'chamor yachtav, he's plowing through rocky grounds to get to the soft ground underneath for his kilayim an yantav. So then he can get his afritituach underneath. So, what does he need the, the, the top level? El amar betina. So, it's, it's muddy. The Tina Barzriahu Yahoo. So is it's, it's mud. You can plant in mud. So it's it's kind of soft. It's soft mud. It's mud that's plantable mud. So we can kind of get out of this. So th- so this plowing he could still be high of eight times because the plowing he's doing is not really for the needs of dirt for Kisui Adam of his of the chicken, which is for the needs of the guests in Yenta. Because really the soil is either too rocky or it's too muddy here, and the the mud is not really good for Kisui Adam. But Afar has to be really mamish. Afar has to be mamish dirt, not mud. So here's another kasha on hoil. Somebody cooks the gid hanasha becholov in milk, b'yomtov, on yomtov, ve'ochlo. And then he eats the gid hanashe in milk. It's like a gid hanashe cheeseburger. Loke chamash. We're going to give him five different malkas. There's five different isorim. What are they? Loke mishum m'vashol gid b'yomtov. So he's Loke because he's cooking the gid on yamtov, And the gid is also. Loke mishum ochil gid. And he's... And he's he gets Malkas for eating the gid, and he gets Malkas for eating meat and milk together, uh, cooking meat and milk together, and for eating. So there's, there's two different prohibitions here: cooking milk and meat together, that gets you a Malkas, that's Asr, and eating it also gets you a Malkas, And he's also a Loke for starting up the fire, for you know, put, adding to the fire, fanning the fire, on Yuntov. Iamrin and Reina he He shouldn't be for making the fire. So mm-hmm. we understand the Gid Anasha is haiv. Actually, do we understand? So there's a whole parak. We're going to do a little chazara of chulin. There's a whole parak in chulin called Gid Hanasha. So we'll look over there. But our all regal achas chazara is there's a machlokis there. If the Gid is no ten tam. If it's no sen tam, they say. If it gives a taste. Because what is a Gid, anyway? It's, it's a sinew. It's like a, a tendon. Is that the right word? A tendon? And, and if you've ever eaten a tendon, I don't know, but uh, it doesn't have its own flavor, really. So there's a machlokis in the, in the Per Gid Anasha. If the Gid itself is like alma, if it's like wood that has no taste, or if it has its own taste. And some an opinion there that, really, the Gid doesn't have its own taste, really, but the the of a Gid, the fats that are around the Gid, the, the sort of the, the sheath of it, does have a taste and that's, that's the taste that's usser that we're talking about and that would have the taste of meat so then you can come on to being mevashol uh, Basar Bachalov cooking meat and milk together because they do have this taste so, so but that's our hazar al-regalachas you know on one leg about uh, the if nasha if it's no tentam but the gida nasha is usser, of course because of Yaakov and it's an it's an amazing lesson that the mefarshim say is that Yaakov had a you know a severe injury he fought the malach of and he was hit, his, his thigh was dislocated by the Gid he was severely injured, but then what happens after, after, after he prevails, Hashemish, the Zarkhala the Puzzle says, the sun shined down on him, and it healed him, and he was able to, to walk back, he was able to rejoin his, his tribe, he was able to rejoin his people, even after his injury, to the Gid because the Hashem shined the light on him, and this, they say, is, is a mashal, to, uh, to the Am Yisrael and Galut is that really in Galut we, we suffer injuries and it's not it's not ideal and it's not the best situation, but then what's going to happen is Hashem is going to shine the light on us, the light of redemption, the light of messianic redemption is coming. It's going to shine on us and it's going to heal us from all of these issues, all of these problems, and we're going to be able to to walk back to Eretz Yisrael on our own power, God willing. We're going to have a, you know, a, a complete refuah. And sometimes, you know, Baruch Hashem, we're in Golis, we're both saying, but Baruch Hashem, we're in a Golis where we can learn together, we have plenty to eat, we have a, a, good, a good situation, you know, Baruch Hashem, we're okay right now. So sometimes we forget it's a Golis and then Hashem has to remind us by, you know, uh, making certain changes in the political, economic and um, medical framework of the Golis that we're in. So sometimes, you know, we look around and we realize Hashem is making these uh, changes in the world to remind Am Yisrael, you know, everything that happens in the world is for the needs of Am Yisrael. So Hashem needs to remind us that this is a Golut and there are problems here. But just like Hashem healed Yaakov Avinu in the Gidanasha, Hashem is going to heal Am Israel and, and bring us back and reunify us the, you know, with with the light. Hashemish. So that's that's the uh, that's the, the musr from the Gidanasha. But here the, this guy's cooking the Gidanasha on Yom Tov, and he's high of five different things. But we say, if we say the concept of Ho'il, that we allow cooking on Yom Tov, because guests might come, you need to make a fire for them. You need to cook for them. So Howel should wipe out this this lashes this lava of havara of lighting the fire. So Hallelah havara le chayev. So Hallelu Chazilei Hazil because it could be, he could need it for himself. He could need it for guests also. So apik havara. So let's take out havara from the list of five Lavin this fellow did. Vayol gidinasha, and we'll add it was gidinasha shel nevela. It was also a nevela. So it wasn't only a gidinasha. so gidinasha from a kosher animal is also, but this is Gidanasha for nevela. so he's chayiv on the Gidanasha for eating that, and he's also chayiv for eating a nevela. that's a separate lov. The Gid Anasha said he's lokeshtayim. He gets shtayim laso. he gets two different ones for eating, vshalosh albishulo, and three different ones for cooking. So according to this opinion, the two for eating would be, he's eating basr bachalav, because he cooked it with milk, and he's eating... The so he gets a malchus for Gid and, Asha. and three for the Havara, for the cooking of the, the, the meat and the milk, and for the cooking of the Gid, and for cooking on Yom Tov. So Havara, we see, would be in the list, according to this opinion. So if you're going to tell me it was Gid Shel nevela, it would be three different malchus for eating this creature. So we'll take a Havara, Atse and we'll put in, he used firewood that was muksa. So instead of being chayev Malkus for lighting the fire on Yom Tov, he's chayev Malkus for muksa. The Gemara asks, muksa Derisa Is muksa a deraisa? We, we've talked a lot on, on Shabbat, in, in the Gemara in Shabbat, in the Gemara in Ruvin about uh, muksa. And is muksa deraisa? We, we, it seems that the Lamaskana, muksa was derabanan. So in the opinion of Rabbah, he says yes, muksa is a derisa. He explains, Amar yes, muksa is derisa. This is in his opinion. No, did not pass it like this. The chsev, the says, b'yom was on the sixth day, hachinu es asher And they prepared what they brought. So the Pazek says, b'yom ashishi, et asher yaviyu, mishne al asher yom yom. It's talking about the man. So the manna fell from Shemayim, and Moshe told them, it's not going to fall tomorrow, so go out and prepare what you need for Shabbat. Hachinu es asher So prepare what you're going to bring. So Moshe told them, go out and get the man." and prepare it for the next day. So this implies, uh, Rashi explains, uh, has to be invited, has to be prepared for Shabbat. So you have to prepare whatever you need for that day. You have to say, so, so, so Rashi, I think is pointing out that you don't necessarily have to cook it because the man you could eat it raw. It could taste like anything you want. You know, it looked like a coriander, but it could taste like anything, so it was, it was very uh, helpful in that way. But sometimes they would grind it up, make it into bread, sometimes they would cook it, sometimes they eat it raw. So Rashi's pointing out, you, you only have to prepare it uh, by designating orally. Uh, the Yomer You only have to say, this is prepared for Shabbat. So we see, we see this too, by Muksa for Shabbat, by other things. If you say, well, I'm going to use this on Shabbat, that's good enough. If you're going to use your hammer on Shabbat to open nuts, that's good enough. We've been learning in, in muxa, you could, you could use uh you could use a hammer, for your nuts, that's because you need the you need the hammer to open your walnuts. But an oral designation Rashi says is good enough for the man because they didn't always cook it. Sometimes it was raw, sometimes it was cooked, sometimes it was ground up. So that's <laughs> says the ashara, the warning against uh, taking muksa on shavas is from here. Malota It's this this umbrella is of don't do any malacha. So he seems to say. That muksa is a malacha on Shabbat. We don't pass it like that, but it's a it's a beautiful thing. was to show you the It's a it's a big Indian to prepare. Like we said, that we started off this year. Hoil It's a big Indian to prepare, even on Yom Tov for Shabbat. Even on Yom Tov, you could cook more. You could do extra for the needs of Shabbat. You know, the air of You could do more on Yom Tov for Shabbat. But on any Shabbat, any air of Shabbat, it's uh, it's an interesting concept that we we are Shomer Shabbat. We keep Shabbat, but are we Shomer air of Shabbat? Something Rabbi Silber says is. Mm-hmm. Go, it's going into Shabbat with a manucha, with preparation done, with, with things s- already set in motion so we're not running around at the last minute right before candle lighting, trying to set up the candles and set up the, set up the, uh, the slow cooker and set up the cholent. You know, it's good to keep air of Shabbat also. So this is kind of the concept of Rabbah saying, de Raisa, from this, uh, Hechinu ashe you know, be, be ready. This is the message of Moshe Rabbeinu. You know, go out, get your man, get a double dose of man today on Friday. And be ready. Prepare it. Grind it up if you want. Cook it if you want. Set it aside. Designate it for Shabbat. Be ready for Shabbat because you're not going to have it the next day. Of course, some some people went out the next day looking for man and Moshe got mm-hmm. very angry because they didn't listen. But uh, you know, there's a big Indian to be Shomer Erev Shabbat also, and that's that's related to this Gemara. So good. So Melota semalecha amrle. So he says back, v'ha You're telling me muxes deraisa, but it's you yourself, the Amra that you told me. You either asked Rav Chista or Rav Huna about bringing a say. This is a beautiful gemara. You brought a say from the pasture. And you shechted it as a tamid on Yom Tov. mahu. Is that okay? So what would be wrong with taking a say from the pasture and bringing it as an ola on Yom Tov? What's the problem? Because they already had set aside karbanas ola. Well, we we learned a while, a while back in in and we were talking about the base of Mikdash. They had four animals at all times prepared and set aside uh, for carbonola. You know, you only need two per day, but they had extras and they were preparing them really for the next day. They were checking them because they had to be examined that they weren't a trefa, that they they were didn't have a mum, so they had to be prepared and examined. So they had four animals at all times ready to go for carbonola. So they had these from erev Yomtov set aside for Yomtov. But here, what's he doing? He's going outside. So The afar, afar is, the, is the, the field, the pasture, the dirt, and he's getting a, a, another say, a say that was not set aside, a say that was muksa, it wasn't mezuman, it wasn't prepared for yantav, and he's shachting that as a tamid. Is that a kasher tamid? Is that okay? Uh, and you told us, you answered this, Rabbi. Rabbi, you say that muqsa is Raisa, but you told us that this was going to be okay. How? You said uh, you said Allah, Amrtlan Allah, you said about this, say. What is the the pasuk says say it says uh, the whole pasuk says say achat minot min ha ol ola chapir alehem um hashem in yechezkel and they Chazal we're going to see has a drasha every word in this pasuk is important to teach you what kind of animal you're going to bring uh, as as your ola se veloha bachor you bring a se but not a bachor cuz a bachor is kodesh meraham like we said, by the fellow plowing with his, his holy cow, with his b'chor and his chamor together. Achat, one, a singular one, Velo meiser, not me'esser or meiser, because uh, meiser is one in ten. You have to count nine animals before you get to your, your uh, meiser behema, your tenth one. There's, there's, a, beautiful, there's a beautiful vort about that. Is if you, it would be easier, right, if, just to count your animals. Count your animals. You have, you have 900 animals. You have 1,000 animals. Just count your 1,000 animals, and then take out 100 of them. What's the problem? Because you feel a big loss that way. But if you're counting, oh, one for me, two for me, three for me, four for me, five for me, six for me, seven for me, eight for me, nine for me, wow, oh, one for Hashem also, one for Hashem. Then you feel, Hashem gave me nine animals. I'll give, of course I'll give Hashem one animal. So that's a better way of accounting than, well, the accountants might correct me, but then just counting up all your animals and taking 10% off, that looks like a big, a big loss. But if you're counting them, you know, one through nine for me, okay, one for Hashem, it's easy to let go of that and say, Hashem. Hashem gave me nine, ge- at least I gave him one. That's beautiful. So this is, mm-hmm. from the flock and not a palgus. A palgus is an in-between. We've, we've translated it as, as an adolescent. Um, Rashi says what's going on is, uh, mm-hmm. This palgus is this half and half animal. We've mentioned we were learning to, uh, about the the base of Mikdash and the Karbanos yatsa call kevis it's no longer a, a calf it's no longer young it's not really in the first year but call it's not a mature ram either so it's no longer a young one it's not an old one this is the 13th month so this this is an animal that's 12 and a half months old it's in the 13th month of life it's what we would call in adolescent or you know the terrible teens so we don't bring it as, as an offering because it's, it's out of year one and it's not yet into year two because it hasn't had a full year of life in year two of its being a, an isle, being a mature animal. Lopalgas, taking it to the top of Memches, uh, Minna Masayim, and one in 200, Rashi says, now we're going about Nesachim. Uh, Nesachim, if it's, um, what's going on is, al and Nesachim Kai, this is the top Rashi, Kamar and Nesachim, Allah of time from one in two hundred, You're leaving two hundred because if it's uh, if it's if it's truma, it'd be bottle one in two hundred. You can't take your truma as as a nasik, it has to be your own wine. So what you've done is you've left two hundred, so it's not it's not a truma, uh, or an orla. So you've left two hundred behind, before become the orlah So now you know that that orla is bottle in two hundred. Because you can't use your orla grapes for the Nisahim for the wine libations on his bech mimashke Yisrael and it's for the from the drink of Yisrael Yecheskel says mina it has to be something that's mutter for Jews to eat you can't bring a trefa, you can't bring something not kosher tevel you can't bring tevel as nesachim, yachol muksa you might have thought this pasuk also includes muksa. That was the whole kasha. So you're bringing this, Rabbi, you bringing, you tell me muksas de you taught us this drosha on this Spasuk in and it might have thought you could not bring a muksa. Tevel is, of course, mixed, the the, the truma and the maestro haven't been taken, it's untithed produce. Uh, the iser of itself causes the problem, uh, garam lo, causes the problem to it, that you can't bring it on the mizbeach. So to anything, that the problem is inherent to this item. So if it's untithed produce, untithed wine, that's the problem is inherent to that item. Yatsa muksa. This excludes muksa shane iser gufo garmlo. That's not an inherent problem in that animal or in that item. Ella iser acher garmlo. But rather, it's another. It's an external factor. It's the fact that you haven't brought this behema into the into the temple and set it aside for the ola. That's what's causing the problem, not the problem in the animal itself. So this is, it. we're going to see more tomorrow, but this is the kasha he has on Rabbah. You tell me that Muxa is derisa, I'm telling you no, because you told us this whole drasha that you have to have a lot of qualifications for the animal and for the Nasachim on the Mizbeach, but Muksa isn't one of them. So Muksa isn't an inherent disqualification, so you can't tell me that Muksa is derisa. So good, so we're still on the topic of Chayul Rehoshai, but we've had a lot of... Uh, and Allahu and we've had some hashkafa and some musr about the concept of haul and we will continue on that tomorrow Shkayach. <laughs>